Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back here on the first team. Joe DeLeon joined by former NFL QB and college QB Matt Sims, also founder of the Sims Complete QB, as well as Irish breakdown recruiting analyst Ryan Roberts. Today, we have ourselves preseason picks for the positional awards. We're starting that off on today's show. We're going to do that over the next couple of shows. And we're starting off with the Davey O'Brien Award, which is the best quarterback in the country, if you were unaware what that was. So each of us are going to be sharing two of our picks for who we think could and will win the award. And I want to start us off with the resident quarterback expert, of course. Oh We've got God. Matt so here who played pressure. the game. We can't I, I'm not I'm not gonna go to Ryan and Ryan doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh even though <laughs> even though I'm a debut O'Brien award uh voter, but sure. Yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> my point. I don't trust I don't trust your opinion cool. for, for this particular award. I'm not, uh, I don't know why Matt, you're allowed to do that anyway though, Ryan. You're probably super biased and always select a Notre Dame quarterback. That's not true. It's yeah. not true at all, man. I'm a very unbiased party in, in my voting rights. I am Good for you. I'm shocked glad to hear that. that Sam Hartman. I'm shocked that Sam Hartman did not make it make it onto this list. But yeah, Matt, I want to start us off with you though. Uh, I know that you have a guy that is similar to one of Ryan's picks. So why don't we start off with that? That guy is your first one. Yeah, it's Michael Penix Jr. Uh, out of Washington. I think he is just you know. I guess there's a there's a soft spot in my heart there for all the lefties out there because my brother was a lefty i grew up idolizing my brother he was such a hero of mine when he played but yeah he was one of those strange lefty qbs and uh you know when i watch michael Penix, i just think he's a phenomenal football player he's got an active live arm he's got tons of experience i mean this is the guy that's accumulated a ton of snaps throughout his career so far at indiana starting and then going here to washington he stayed healthy this past season for the first time really throughout the entire season which was great to see um, and I just think that he's got something going right now. I think that offense is clicking on all cylinders. You know, Ryan can fill you in on more of the, the supporting cast that he has surrounding him that are so phenomenally and well-liked and well-ranked. So Michael Penix is definitely uh, numero uno on my list as far as a QB to watch this year for that award. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you're talking about a combination of both statistics and production they had last season yeah. set up with the fact of guys coming back, I think that – Michael Penix is a pretty interesting pick because, I mean, you look at him and, I mean, to dive into it, you know, 4,641 yards, 31 touchdowns, only eight interceptions, over 65% completion percentage. And he made And only four sacks, which is really impressive too. Mm -hmm. So he's making quick decisions. He's getting the football out of his hands. So that's one of those like weird stats where it's like it's kudos to him and his decision-making consistently. Well, and I, the supporting cast, I think, is the biggest thing, Matt. I mean, to your point of, like, the sacks given up, they have their two best offensive tackles coming back in Troy Fontana and, of course, Roger Rosengarten at right tackle. So you have two of the best pass protectors in college football returning at offensive tackle. You also have, and I don't know how many people have this distinction on this list, Joe, if any, but you have 2,000-yard receivers coming back. Your two best mm. guys, obviously, of Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan, who are obviously instrumental last year, both over 1,000 yards, both over seven-plus touchdowns. Jalen Polk's also his third-big receiver coming back. 
Dylan Johnson, who played at Mississippi State under Coach Leach, RIP, by the way, who mm. had 149 receptions from the running back position in three years. So there's a lot of pass catchers, offensive linemen back. And I think maybe the biggest get outside of getting those two senior wide receivers back is that Ryan Grubb flirted with the Alabama offensive coordinator position this offseason, and they were able to maintain him. So him with Kalen DeBoer calling this offense, with Michael Penix coming back after a double-digit win season, coming off of a bowl game win, obviously, over Texas. I think you look at all the pieces around him and the production he had last year, I think Penix is due for another great season, building off of what he did last year in 2022. Yeah, I just love that that Penix pick in general. I feel like you, you can't go wrong with saying that he could win this award in, in 2023 for everything you just highlighted there. He, he played in an offense that was so productive. He's on a team that is just going to try and rack up as many yards as possible. And then the returning cast is just insane. Like th- There are so few teams that are bringing back as many important players as Washington after they already had uh, a top 15, I think even top 10, I forget exactly where they landed offensively. One of the top offenses in the country to return all of that is only going to set up a guy like Michael Penix to be even more productive. I'm going to come back around. We actually have a lot of Pac-12 guys on today's show. Can I add just one thing about Michael Penix really quickly, though? Go for it. Just just like as far as, you know, looking at the quarterback position, keep in mind, too, this is a guy that's been through a lot of adversity, had got injured multiple times at Indiana, battled through that adversity, right? Found a new home, right? Kind of revitalized his career and his talents as a just – phenomenal pocket thrower and then for all the young QBs out there this is a guy that's accumulated 2,000 total snaps so far in his college career so he's had a lot of experience and I think that experience and toughness and adversity and just overall will is really one of the reasons Mm -hmm. why Michael is is going to be able to separate himself from others in this class and Joe he's working with the best offensive coordinator that anyone's going to mention today (laughs) in Ryan Club as well so that's good man absolutely you know what? Just for that, I'm not going to talk about a particular guy's offensive coordinator because that's the butt of the joke. But let's be honest, it's pretty important for guys' performances if, yeah. we're, if we're just being honest with ourselves of playing the quarterback position. But we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm not going to fall for the bait from Ryan. Do it. Uh, do it. Do it. We we have three Pac-12 guys that we're going to be talking about on today's show. And, and my the second one that I'm introducing here is Bo Nix. I have to admit, I used to be one of the biggest Bo Nix haters. I I was very unimpressed with his last season at Auburn, and I thought that the wheels had come off the track. And a lot of times with quarterbacks, when they lose confidence, it's really hard to regain it. And a lot of times, DJ Uyungle is a good example where maybe that change of scenery can help. But when you lose confidence, the performance on the field is is always very detrimental to your whole team, and it's hard to recover. I think that Bo Nix stepped in at Oregon, a completely changed man. And that first game against Georgia was very humbling. But he battled through the adversity of dealing with that that very, very embarrassing loss against Georgia and went on a tear throughout the Pac-12. He was one of the most productive quarterbacks in the country. He showed much better poise and ability to throw on the run. Oregon has, a, has some good offensive weapons, but I, I think comparably to some of the other guys we're talking about here, their receiving group and their running backs, I, I don't think are nearly as good as the guys on Washington or on USC that we're going to end up talking about. He doesn't have the best supporting cast, but I just think that for his experience level, for how long he's been around, for the way that he's played the game this past year, to return with a lot of key players at Oregon, especially along their offensive line, and then even bolstering it through the portal – 
Bo Nix is going to finish out his career at Oregon with a, a final great season. I'm not saying that he's going to turn out to be a first-round pick. I think that there are still maybe some limitations there. But for him to win the Davey O'Brien Award, to put up a, a very productive season, I think is very realistic, especially if Oregon ends up going on and having a massive season and winning the Pac-12, which is certainly on the table. Well, I mean, he, so we talk, we continue to talk about supporting Cass. I think getting Troy Franklin to come back as leading receiver. Bucky Irving's also a very good all-purpose back, running back for Oregon. So I think having those two pieces is big. Joe, question. How yeah. much pause or <clears throat> how much of an alarm is sounding off for the fact of Kenny Dillingham is no longer the offensive coordinator at Oregon? Does that make you worry at all with Will Stein stepping in? No, it doesn't because I look Kenny Dillingham, you give a lot of credit for what he did because he was a fantastic offensive coordinator. And I think Arizona State is is in amazing hands with him taking over. But I, I've said this before on other shows. I, I'm really high on what Will Stein did. And I know that he wasn't the full-time play caller or whatever the full capacity of that situation was. But UTSA has been one of the most explosive offenses in the country. And like the talent on that offense, it's not like there's a bunch of NFL guys there. Like Frank Harris is is a good quarterback, but it's not like he's a first first overall first round draft pick. He's he might not even be a kid who gets drafted out of UTSA to produce that level of production and dominance at UTSA. No, I have I have a lot of confidence. If anything, that 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 Will Stein is maybe takes him to another level. That there's a, a new guy into the mix. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And knowing Will Stein, remember I told you guys that we were teammates together actually in Louisville before I transferred. Uh, oh. I just think Will Stein is just like one of those awesome people in football that, you know, you would be thrilled to have him coach your son. You know, I know you're not there yet, Joe, like us, you know, we're married and we got kids and all that. But just, you know, he just exudes that type of confidence, that type of leadership and that that poise as a man, as a gentleman, right, to to coach and lead men. So I really am excited for him as a person and as a play caller. No doubt there'll be some learning curves for him. But the good thing is, is that he has a quarterback in Bo Nix, who has a ton of experience. We've learned that he is tough as hell. And I think he is a player that really can uh, really kind of change a little bit of the perception of how he's viewed as far as the NFL ranks go. I think I'm very excited for him to see if he can put together another season like he did last year, that this is a guy that really can, I think, move up and be a projected first rounder. So uh, I was just mentioning how Michael Penix, his experience, Bo Nix has accumulated 3,000 snaps as a quarterback in college football right now. So that is just astronomical. Astronomical? Astronomical compared to um, to, to Michael Penix in that situation. So Bo Nix, he's a talented football player. He's a very good athlete. He's a guy who's going to run in the four or fives at the combine. I, I think that this could be a, a fantastic year for him, and I expect Will Stein to be as explosive on the offensive side of the football. I, I love that Joe was so shocked that you were teammates with Will Stein. I'm like, I remember that story because I, yeah, I, on I, I guess. Whoa, yeah. wait, wait, wait. It's <laughs> not. It's so, not. Thanks for listening, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I wasn't shocked. It's. I don't know if you've brought that up on the show before. I just like. I definitely have, didn't. right, Ryan? Yeah, I de- it wasn't connected. Maybe pre or post like show. All, all right, but did, Ryan did it. No, I'm, stop I'm, acting I'm like keeping it. the time. No, I'm keeping the time. No, I don't know any of the analysis. Ryan, at least we're cool. Ryan, I appreciate it. At least we're friends. Yeah. No, Ryan, Ryan didn't know that either. He's just trying to make it seem like I, I, I he was paying attention more than I was. Let's let's, let's dial it back. No, you're Ryan, you're you're you. We already did your first pick though with with Michael Penix, and your second one is. One that can't go undiscussed. It's 
a guy who won the Heisman last year, guy who was a problem to try and uh, rally and tackle because he's one of the most unique uh, players to play the position that we've seen in a long time. But you pick Caleb Williams. Why are you going with him? I mean, I, I think that it's just a very known commodity, obviously, to your point, right? Like Heisman Trophy winner, incredible numbers last year, projected number one overall pick. Three certainties in life, Joe. Death, taxes, and Lincoln Riley quarterbacks are going to put up stupid numbers. Like, that's just the third <laughs> one there, right? And I think that barring an injury, Caleb is going to have another tremendous season. He's got guys coming back, obviously. I know he loses Jordan Addison, but you get Dorian Singer now coming in, who was a 1,000-yard receiver from Arizona. You have guys coming back who were instrumental to his team last year. Mario Williams with another year under the belt. I, I just think that in Lincoln Riley, obviously, and offensive line I think should actually be improved than it was last year with guys like Emmanuel Pregnon transferring over this offseason from Wyoming. So I think when you add all those things together of supporting cast is going to have a lot of dudes plus Lincoln Riley's system and what he gets out of the quarterback position on top of Caleb Williams just being an incredible talent. I, again, I know it's boring. I get it. But I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about a guy who just won the Heisman Trophy winner. So could he win the Davey O'Brien Award next year? Yes, yeah, a chance. <laughs> like a pretty de- decent chance there. So give me Caleb Williams in second in third year under Lincoln Riley, second year at USC under Lincoln Riley. I think that he has a chance to be as good as last year, maybe even better potentially. Yeah, Ryan, you really are just so boring because, of course, it's easy to pick Caleb. He is just an absolute baller. I mean, all the pieces are there, too. They're getting better. Another year again with Lincoln, expanding that offense, expanding the way that those two communicate with each other. Uh, You should expect great things out of that that USC offense this season. Uh, Of course, we've raised our question marks about the team in general, but there's still no reason to believe that Kayla Williams can't be a potential repeat Heisman winner and a Davey O'Brien award winner. And uh, that's why he's projected to be the number one quarterback in the draft next year. And uh, there's really no other reason to think otherwise. And if you don't like Caleb Williams and what they're doing there, you're just a hater. And uh, you're doing it just to be the opposite of what everyone else thinks, because it is one of those clear and obvious things that we see each and every weekend, that this guy is a a true uh, generational type of football player. Well, I must be a hater then if that's the case. But no, and I, and I, and I, and, and, in all serious YouTube comments, man. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, somebody somebody tagged me last week on Twitter. Somebody took it to Twitter and they're like, why do you hate USC so much? And I'm like, I grew up a Notre Dame fan. Like, I can't help it. And the guy was like, that makes sense. I can't argue that's with fair. that. That's fair, yeah. Uh, no, I, I can't also – also, I can't argue with the Caleb Williams pick because he's, he's supremely talented. He is so unique in the sense that he can – throw so easily on the run he his improvisational skills are unmatched and everyone hates it that we do the Patrick Mahomes to Caleb Williams comparison well to be to be honest Caleb Williams is further along than Patrick Mahomes was when he was coming out of college so it's like we're creating these lofty expectations for Caleb Williams when he's already exceeded the expectations for what we've already placed on him but here's the only thing and this is less football analysis almost in a way like betting analysis for thoughts on this Last year's winner was Max Duggan. Now, Max Duggan, just (laughs) on the field play, if we pulled up the film, broke down the film, was not the best quarterback in the country, but he had the best moments. He had the most important plays for an unexpected team that helped lead them to playing in a national championship game. That was all a storyline. So, like, I almost wonder if Caleb wins the Heisman again, has another historic season, but this award goes to somebody else that leads the team to – 
to a, a college football playoff somewhere along yeah. those lines. So like a Bo Nix or a Michael Penix that has the underdog story. Mm-hmm. That's something that I just always factor into this and why I almost didn't even consider Caleb because the Davey O'Brien word picks are always different. It's never just well, this guy won the Heisman. He's the Davey O'Brien award winner. It, it's not a bad point, Joe, because I mean, traditionally speaking, the Davey O'Brien actually does technically go to the best quarterback that isn't the Heisman Trophy winner. Like, if we're being honest, typically, right? Like, there's really yeah. how many times has the Heisman Trophy winner also won the Davey O'Brien? I'm sure that it's not very not many often. times. I think I Bryce. Like I think Bryce time. doubled up in one season. Probably did. Probably yeah, did. But I, I feel like it's still a pretty rare occurrence. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's not actual analysis, but like typically speaking they try to space things out a little bit and they try to get more names into the mm-hmm. pot as far as getting those national awards. So it doesn't a reasonable thing. I mean, especially if you're projecting Caleb Williams, to go back to back Heisman. If you're projecting that, then it's, you know, your Bo Nix or whoever's the second best quarterback in college football that year, like yeah, whoever mm-hmm. that ends up being Quinn Ewers, maybe right, Joe. Yeah, maybe Quinn Ewers. Uh, Matt, we were warned ahead of time that you were going to have a crazy second pick. So oh, who's the, you know, who's the and that's the pick? thing. I, I'm still not even sure what I'm going to go with yet. So I'm literally just going to look at the list and just kind of do one of these. You know, but it's an exciting <laughs> year as far as this uh, for quarterbacks this season. You know, with Drake May, I'm excited to see what KJ Jefferson does. Joe Milton, of course, Jordan Travis. Like, I think it's just a really fun year to see where where these quarterbacks go. Uh, in this upcoming season because they are talented football players that have a lot of experience really other than Joe Milton in this case. Uh, so he's really like the biggest question mark, but I think more excited to watch him than anybody. Um, but my sleeper pick that I'm going to go with here, it was going to be between KJ Jefferson and Jordan Travis. And I'm going with Jordan Travis. Uh, I just think the expectations with the Seminoles this year, they kind of fit the mold a little bit of what you're talking about here, Joe, where little bit of like, hey, they've been, you know, a, a fallen apart program for the past few years. They finally got the whole thing back on the right track. And now they can be that sleeper, you know, dark horse football team that hopefully makes it to the college football playoff with having a great, fantastic football season. And with Jordan Travis at the helm leading the way, you know, it, it would be, you know, he would be the main reason why they were able to to do those things and live up those expectations. A player that uh, passed for just under 3,000 yards a year ago, 62% completion percentage and 22 TDs. And he does really well on the run, too, with 62 runs, and he's rushed for over 471 yards at 7.6 yards a carry. So the guy is well-balanced offensively, and I expect with their team and their expectations that he kind of takes another st- step forward here, excuse me, uh, in his career as a person and uh, gets in the mix for the Davey O'Brien Award. Man, no SEC players on the list. Joe might shed a tear tonight. Oh, it's okay. It's good. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. There's no incumbent quarterbacks from the SEC that are like big name guys. Like Daniels. I don't know, man. I'm not picking Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I actually thought somebody might pick Jaden Daniels. Well, I'm not going to go down that road. I actually do like the Jordan Travis pick, Matt, because, again, if we're talking about the supporting cast coming back, you're talking about a guy that has his offensive coordinator, Alex Atkins, coming back. He has his top wide receiver, Johnny Wilson, coming back. You also have Keon Coleman transferring in from Michigan State. Jaheim Bell, a tight end, is a transfer in. And then you have your best running back in Trey Benson coming back. And basically the whole offensive line is coming back, and not to mention – Alex Atkins, who's the offense coordinator, is also the offensive line coach and took their game to another level in year one mm. as, their off, as their offense coordinator. So I think it's a good mention, man. You're talking about the, mm. the supporting cast around them and the just consistency factor. 
what you saw from 2021 Jordan Travis, who's a good player, to 2022, who's a very good football player, yeah. there's a chance that he takes another step up and could be in this type of conversation for sure. Plain and simple, he might have one of the best supporting casts in all of college football that isn't talked about enough. And like the adding of Keon Coleman only boosted even further. So they're going to potentially put up some stupid offensive numbers and they're going to be a hard team to keep up with. One of the teams that they're going to be duking it out for to win the ACC title and to also eventually try to reach the college football playoff is Clemson. And look, I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie here. I have brought up this guy's name a million times during this offseason and I'm going to keep doing it. Cade Klubnik mm-hmm. has a lot of potential and he has been talked about as this young player who can step in and take over uh, and be the next big quarterback at Clemson, be the next big quarterback in the ACC. And we we saw this huge ascension from Drake May this past year, and the traits are all there for Cade Klubnik. And we got uh, some some bits and pieces of it in the games that he played at the end of the year. I, I just think that if Clemson gets back to where they were and things are going well, it's going to be because Cade Klubnik has a massive year. I'm not going to mention the offensive coordinator to to to. to, to, to play into to Ryan's point. But <laughs> even if Garrett Riley wasn't there, I think that Cade Klubnik still would be in this discussion because he is just he's such a, a talented player and was such a highly sought after recruit. I can hear the 30 for 30 now, Joe, from two inter- two touchdowns and three interceptions to Davey O'Brien Award winner, the Clay Klubnik story. Love it, man. Love it. <laughs> Writes itself. I, I don't think it's improbable. You're making it seem like he was a dumpster fire last year. He stepped in at the end of the year when the team was was struggling. Like what? I mean, lower passer rating than DJ Uyunglele last year, and uh, touchdown. It was a true freshman. It was a true freshman. Oh well, well, at least he has Garrett Ryan. None of them, right? The best offensive none of, coordinator. None of these guys. Yeah, he also had a, so he had a bad offensive coordinator, and he had <laughs> no offensive weapons. He had Will Shipley, and that was it. <laughs> I don't agree. I, what is? Well, uh, I'm sorry, but what does Cape Klubnik have now, um, skill position wise? The same exact he's, supporting. He still is Will Shipley, but he's got Garrett Riley now. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Yeah, I, I'll I'll just say this. I, I don't think Cade Klubnik is uh, anywhere near the top of right now of his conference as far as quarterbacks ranking go. I think he has a lot to prove still. I need to see it before I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. The resume as far as coming out of high school and all that and the stars and all that, it's impressive, uh, but still haven't seen enough of him on the football field yet to really know exactly who he is uh, as a full-time leader of that team. He definitely has some raw potential. I still kind of question his throwing ability a little bit too. I I really think it's something that he has to polish up just a little bit to kind of take that next step that what you're talking about, Joe. Uh, so, So he is definitely an interesting one. And we're just surprised that you added him to the list with all of these other quarterbacks this year. Uh, and especially just, you know, you have to show love to your favorite offensive coordinator. <laughs> now I probably could have put Drake, Drake may on there, but here, here's my only, and final thought before yeah. we, we wrap up in, in a minute and a half. I, I just feel like with Drake may, he is, he's more prospect than he is, you know, statistically gaudy numbers that wins in the Davy O'Brien award, if that makes sense. Does that, does that make sense to me or am I? I, I think he did some pretty gaudy numbers. But he also had a meltdown in the final two games, though, that that kind of took him out. He was in the Heisman conversation for like a minute yeah, that's and all then right. they played really poor. Yeah, yeah it happens. Right. <laughs> well, what I'm getting at is I feel like he's one of those guys that is going to be highly drafted, is going to be a really, really highly sought after quarterback prospect. But doesn't really fit the narrative of like what – again, I point back to the fact that Max Duggan won it and then he went and got picked in the 
what was it fifth round sixth round that he was selected right. i don't know I, I it's hard to explain my my ideology there but i follow you well, a little bit i get it i get yeah. it you're making a little my, sense my, to me joe i appreciate it <laughs> my sleeper pick dj uyungle oregon State. all right wow. now you're just now you're just causing problems <laughs> now you're now now ryan decided that i put out a reasonable pick and then now you're just well i'm actually surprised that we didn't hear sam hartman's name today uh, i really am i thought ryan would at uh, least would have mentioned him in some sense I really hey, thought that was coming. He, Sam Hartman's getting disrespected this offseason, man. It's put up, <laughs> it's put up time now, Matt. Just put up time and watch it happen. Yeah, let's go. Put, put her up or shut up for Sam Hartman in Notre Dame. Let us know if you think we missed anybody in the comments. Oh, definitely. At Joe DeLeon, <laughs> at Sims Complete QB, at Rise Draft. We'll definitely get those comments. We'll be back with more. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.